to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 131, Death to the Daleks. My name is John, and joining me this week, as he does every time we talk about whatever those little rubbery men were called, is my good friend Taylor. (laughs) Taylor, hello. Hello. How's it going, John? Uh, It's going uh, pretty well. Pretty well. It's um, cooled down, quote unquote. It is cool down here as well. Yeah, I was able to drive home and not use the air conditioner today. I mean, by cool down, I, I'm saying it's like mid 80s. So, yeah, we were about the same. Yeah, it's um, it's a whole thing. Much more tolerable. Yes, a lot more tolerable than it <laughs> than it had been the past couple of of weeks here. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's going well. Uh, Good. We or I. I guess one piece of news will be going to uh, LACC or Kamikaze, depending on how you want to call it. Uh, we actually used the podcasts to get some uh, some professional passes. Excellent. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. Uh, it's it's always been that has been a goal to be able to yeah. use our content to get. Uh, free passes to cool things. So we have done so, and we will be we will be going to that. I'm pretty excited about that. Other than that, nothing uh, nothing much has been going on. What about you? Well, for those of you who have been following the gripping tale of Will Taylor's car pass uh, smog, uh, I'm happy to report that one week ago today, I passed smog. Hooray! Uh, yeah, very very happy about that. Uh, just waiting for my my 2019 tags to arrive. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, we are cranking toward the school year. In fact, Amber, oh, yeah. her first day of uh, teaching today, uh, the kids start next Monday, which means I start on a new schedule, which means driving to work a little later and driving home a lot later. Oh boy. Oh yeah. And Bay area traffic that, that will be fun. It It, it is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! So uh, before before we talk about death to the Daleks, let's uh, let's get into some who news, shall we? Oh yeah! And can I just say, John, that boy, oh boy, you called it. Yep. The very morning after our last episode, Gallifrey One dropped their first batch of guests. That's how it goes. That is exactly how it goes. Uh, should we take a look at some of the names? Yeah, why we've not? Got showing up so far. Why not? Well, top of the list, Mr. Sawbones Hex himself, Colin Baker. Always great. Very, I'm very excited. I've, I've never uh, seen Colin Baker in person, so this, this will be a first for me. Oh, he's fantastic. I can only imagine. He, he actually seems pretty, pretty delightful, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Pearl Mackey is back on the list after being on and dropping off last year. Yay. Yeah. Um, William Russell, who played Ian Chesterton. Yeah, very, very cool. Yes, definitely. And, you know, being the 30th anniversary, uh, uh, event, I know they want to get guests from, you know, all across, uh, the years. So they've also got, uh, Carol Ann Ford, who played Susan coming. Yes, very, very cool. 
I can't even. I, I mean, I've been going for a long time, and I can't remember the last one she was at. That they say it's her third. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. Somebody's probably got a list somewhere of, um, you know, which guests were there yeah. when, um, you know, outside of the management staff themselves. Uh, Nicola Bryant will yes. be there. Uh, hopefully we can delight her with your fantastic impersonation of Perry. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Uh, from our third Doctor era, we've got Katie Manning showing up. Yeah. Uh, for for his twelfth, his twelfth Gallifrey one, it's Fraser Hines. Yes, fantastic. Uh, again, uh, Third Doctor era, Captain Mike Yates himself, Richard Franklin, uh, will be there. Unit. Yes. This next one I'm very excited about. Michael Jaston, the Valyard. Yes. This is, um, has he ever, I don't, oh, he's, it's his second time. Yeah. Um, very, very cool. I, I love this. I only wonder if the, the crow hat thing will be. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I hope so. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, very excited about that. I've got a feeling I would love I would love to actually have um uh Dominic Lynn show up and have them all do a uh trial of a time lord. Oh, like, that'd be great. That would be great. Uh, that would. That would, you've got you got the three big ones, you know. It wouldn't it wouldn't be much more to to get our music guy in. I know. Uh Nick Briggs. Yes. Paul, Paul Cornell, friend of the show. Paul friend Cornell. of the show, Paul Cornell, yes. Um, let's see. Uh, I think now we're getting into some of the uh, books and, and, and comic books and stuff. Jeff Cummins, awesome, awesome artist, Rachel Stott. Yes. Um, who I actually uh, was, was quite delighted. I actually uh, tweeted at her that I really, Doctor Who Comics had not been on my radar um, before my first Gallifrey one a couple years ago. And, and thanks to her and the other artists there, um, they are much more so now. And, and she was very appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. Alex Packnadel, Jacob Dudman, Scott Hancock, Tony Lee, Tony Lee. This uh, okay. sounds like it might be his final appearance. Really? That's what it, he made it sound like on Twitter interesting i could be wrong i wish i i hope i'm wrong but well everybody pack water <laughs> he'll need it we'll need it uh richard dinnick mm-hmm. uh mark Ayers, who had, uh scored a number of uh sylvester mccoy stories he actually had to drop out last year so it's nice to see him back on the list yes um, Steve Roberts, Paul Venesis, I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, Richard Molesworth, Chris Jones, mm-hmm. uh, writer Nev Fountain, Edward Russell, uh, Jason Hay Ellery, and that looks to be pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, for this first block, which it's, it's a good block. I'm can only imagine who they're going to add. Yes, uh, we will see. We will see here. Uh, and now that we have recorded, we'll probably release some more guests very soon. That's just watch. You'll be listening to this and going, oh, here's their second block. Yep. We that's... can we can listen to uh, Podcastica's opinions on that in about two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, definitely going to happen. Yep. 
Well, Stephen Moffat is headed to HBO to develop, of all things, The Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> oh, no. That man cannot stay away from time travel. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I remember that book being very popular. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was out when we both were working at Barnes Noble back in the day. Yes, yes, it was. Um, it was always one of those things where I was interested in reading it. Never did. Didn't see the movie. So, um, yeah, missed out on all that. Now we've got Stephen Moffat developing it for HBO. Yeah. Well, we, we'll see. Yeah. Well, he'll, you know, make us love everyone and then kill them and we'll all be sad. Which is kinda... <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll have another re- reason to shout Moffat. He's like, does anyone die in this? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Oh, boy. So the Doctor Who Appreciation Society has received approval to honor William Hartnell with a plaque at Ealing Studios. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. In fact, um, not only will I make sure to include a link to the story, we will make sure to uh, include a link to this project specifically on the DWAS website because they are working to raise funds uh to uh get this plaque cast and set there um they've they also uh in the past have uh done a heritage plaque for verity lambert at riverside studios and for john pertwee at the new wimbledon theater oh great so they are continuing to work to uh you know honor these these locations that are important in who history so uh if if you're able to support that please by all means support that yeah definitely oh let's see oh filming for series 11 is complete yes it is done and uh i thought we were i i opened my instagram this morning and i saw the uh doctor who bbc america i saw that too and i went oh is it are we gonna get a release date and it's like nope somebody just apparently forgot to post the uh somebody forgot to post it on there before so it was just the the trailer with no new news so yeah all right they're, they're, it seems as though they're, they're at a point where they're recycling a little bit. Because obviously we've, we've seen the trailer. It's an awesome trailer. Yes. I'll never turn down an opportunity to see it again. But you're not giving us any new news. BBC, please yeah. give, us, give us a date. Give us that date. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool. They, they tweeted out a picture of the, uh, um, uh, of the slate all drawn up. and uh, Yes, that was very, everything. very cool. No, it was very cool. I still admittedly miss 12's uh, drawings on those. Oh, things, yes, yes. This is still cool. This is still exciting. Yes, definitely. Um, What else? Oh, new Fourth Doctor Adventures are coming to fit Big Finish, and they are headed back to eSpace. Oh. So you know what that means. We have got, and, and this is amazing, because I'm looking at this article, and <clears throat> they are talking about stories that aren't even going to be released until 2020 and 2021 (laughs) wow yeah um but we have got fourth doctor adventures going back to e-space so that means we have got romana too we've got lala ward we've got canines we've got john leeson we've obviously got tom baker and we have matthew waterhouse playing adric oh wow big finish yeah wow wait they're all getting Wow. Yeah. That's actually pretty surprising, I believe. Yeah. Because if uh, I recall, 
two of two or three of those people don't get along together. Right. Yes. At least from stories we've heard at Gallifrey's past. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess you don't all have to be in the same room to record. Very true. Um, but there, there is at least a, a picture of all of them together, and it doesn't look like they've been photoshopped over each other. Or <laughs> if it is, it's really well done. Oh yeah, so it, it would be very well done. Yeah, um, and interestingly enough, these uh, these stories are actually set in the beginning of Tom Baker's last uh, TV series, uh, so season eighteen, oh, okay. uh, in between the stories State of Decay and Warriors Gate. Um, so actually in the, um, what's known as the e-space trilogy. Oh, okay. Um, so trapped in e-space, a pocket of universe next to our own referred to as end space. The doctor acquires a new companion, Adric, um, <laughs> who I guess at the time was a 15 year old mathematical. Did he look 15 then? Uh, I, don't know. I mean, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe a little, uh, a little younger. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I don't think he looked that old. Okay. No, I guess that's true. Yeah. When I think about it, really. Yeah, I can see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that will be exciting, but we have to wait <laughs> two whole years. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. January of 2020. So we got about a year and a half. Well. Before we get this, which is crazy that they're announcing this stuff that far in advance. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Please, everybody, keep living that long. Yes. And longer. And speaking of Big Finish, my gosh, they have announced special new titles for their 20th anniversary. 20 years. Wow. Of Big Finish. How many terabytes of audio stories do we possibly have? I don't know. I mean, we could I've check. I've got a feeling it's more than gigabytes. I know that uh, M.A. Soko would know that for sure. I bet he would. <laughs> I bet he just he can't I'm help like, himself. <laughs> I mean, well, I he probably him, can now. I don't know. You know, they've announced their first wave of special releases to celebrate uh, 20 years of Doctor Who Adventures. And honestly, there are, they are stories that I will want to pick up. Um, so these titles will be dropping in 2019 and 2020. Um, but coming out this November, um, they've got some Sylvester McCoy stories, but they are based off the uh, Virgin New Adventure novels. Oh. And so we have got characters from the New Adventure novels. Um, uh, obviously, previously, we've got Bernice Summerfield, mm -hmm. uh, who um, has come to life, really, in Big Finish. And now we are getting two other characters that were in a number of novels, Roz Forrester and Chris Shway. Thank you, Whale. Shway. Uh, that's, that's how I understand it's pronounced. And that was something I learned many, 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 many years ago. And that has stuck with me. Thank you. Um, and if I've completely bastardized it and buggered it up, somebody will let me know, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a four-story box set. That'll be very uh excited when it comes out this is going to be cool yeah very very cool it looks very cool yeah definitely um let's see oh so um do you do you have steam i do have uh, steam i i uh every okay. time there's a summer st sale i look at everything and go oh no i have to buy everything and then i buy stuff and then i never actually play it so kind of kind of like big finish CDs sometimes. Yes, they are the exactly like big finish <laughs> CDs all the time. Yeah, see, 
I don't, if I'm going to play a video game, it's going to be on a console or it's going to be on my phone. Um, my personal laptop does not have power enough to run games decently. And I really don't feel right doing it on my work laptop. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Right. Um, but Doctor Who Infinity is now available on Steam. We will have a link to that in the show notes if you are the gaming type. Um, it it sounds cool. Uh, they've definitely got some uh, neat stories behind it. I've, I've heard some interviews with some of the creators of the game. Um, yeah, I'm lo- I, looking at it right now here. Are you? Yeah. We got Bessie. This is cool. Mm-hmm. This looks. How much is this? It's eleven ninety nine, and then you got a bunch That's, of ad, you got a bunch of add ons you can put on. Course. I mean, the mo- the most you would spend right now is around maybe twenty one dollars. That's not too bad. No, really, that is not bad at all. When it comes to games, huh? I you know what? It's a puzzle game. Okay. Um, it kind of looks like uh, yeah. These are very popular nowadays. As I will, mm-hmm. it kind of looks like um. It was at Bubble Boggle. Do you remember that game? Oh With yeah, the little the little dinosaurs. Yep, it's kind of like that, but you're not shooting stuff; you're just matching stuff up. Okay, um, so a little bit like Doctor Who Legacy. Yes, yes, exactly like that. I could only get too so far into that game, and then I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what to do. But I know that there's a so lot cool. of um, there's a lot of voice talent. I believe. Yes, that is true, from what I understand. Yes. So, um, you know, it's a cool thing. Uh, I might check it out. Um, if you do, we would love a review, obviously. Yeah, I will. Uh, we'll see if I can pull myself away from Overwatch, which will probably not happen, but we will see. Yep. Well, last but certainly not least, uh, an image of the TARDIS interior set has been leaked. Oh, yeah. Came out on, I think, the Doctor Who Reddit. Yeah, made its way around. I... I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we should talk about it because I know some people don't want to be uh, spoiled. I think I certainly could talk about it without spoiling it. Uh, I also, I also seen it. Did you look at it? Okay, I wasn't sure. You never said if I, you had or not. I did take a, I did take a look at it. Um, and you know, what do you think? Do, do we want to talk about it? Do we not want to talk um, about it? You know what? I tell you what. Let's ring that cloister bell. Let's talk about it for a minute. So, folks, if you don't want to hear anything about it, jump forward. What do you say? Two minutes? Three minutes? That sounds about right. Yes. All right. All right. Ring that bell. So, I realize this is a picture of the set. It's not lit to be filmed. It's not turned on. It's not active. It literally is just a picture of the the set but i have to say i get a really strong dragon fire vibe off it oh okay i have been wanting to say that for a really long time oh wow all right um what do you think um i'm gonna pull it up here just i don't need to pull it up it's actually the desktop background on my computer oh um it looks like this this version looks like someone has toyed with it a little bit um i think oh, it it looks okay. there we go that one's a little better it looks like they messed with it um i mean it it is in line with the the sonic yes i'll say that much it looks very much and i know like literally every person who's seen it has said this looks a lot like the fortress of solitude <laughs> i've heard that as well yes um i i dig it i just wonder 
how did we get these now uh lauren my girlfriend pointed something out if the mm. because i believe we were told the way she builds the sonic had to do with a storyline yes so i'm gonna assume that since they look very similar and she she pointed out that maybe um i don't know we're building from the same thing here whatever presumably yeah so because it looks like we had a base for the tardis and then some stuff kind of like shot through it and is that now is part of it. Certainly, what it looks like. I mean, I, I, I even I like I like the walls. We get kind of hints of the past. Yes, with uh, with these hexagons. Yes, and stuff. Um, you know the 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 what I can make out of the console itself. It look it looks very metal, very utilitarian, mm-hmm. um, possibly very steampunk. But I can't make out a lot of detail yeah. on it. Can't really see that much. But yeah, it does kind of look a little steam steampunky mm-hmm. um i wonder i assume these crystals glow i would hope so i yes i i'm sure they i would be surprised if they didn't and almost almost looks like they might move too right um i possibly i mean just the way we have the metal in there yes kind of looks like it look might like hinge pins yes so maybe um, i don't know maybe they all um uh how many are there? There's one, six, six. Maybe all six of them pointing towards that, the 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 TARDIS console. Maybe that uh, powers it somehow. I don't know. Possibly. I I really don't know. I mean, I'm I'm. Uh, I, I'll be very excited to see it. You know, properly lit and functioning, and yeah, definitely. It, I know. mean, it 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 looks very different. Uh, I'm fine with it. I think it's cool. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, yeah i just i'm excited it, it i don't feel like it spoiled anything for me i'm i'm just excited to see how it comes about i want to know the story behind it yeah but i also rarely let spoilers spoil anything for me they tend to just get me more excited for something yeah definitely that is very true so let's see i mean that's that's all of our news so we we gotta we gotta get to and folks i don't i don't know how long i can talk about this <laughs> Just going to let you know that. Luckily, we had a lot of news then. Yeah, I'm going to let you know right off the top of the the bat here. Let's see. We we, we watched uh, Death to the Daleks. Starring, good choice, uh, John. Hmm? I said good choice, John. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was a last-minute choice, and I said, we haven't watched something with the Daleks in it. And uh, I apparently, matter of fact, I picked the worst Dalek story of them all. <laughs> um, it was starring John Pertwee as the Doctor, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, Joy Harrison as Jill uh, Tarrant, mm-hmm. Tarrant, whatever. I think it's ter- I'm going to say Tarrant. Tarrant. Uh, yeah. Mostyn Evans. Yep. As the High Priest. And these are all new characters to me. And uh, Michael w- Wisher as the voice of the Daleks. It was written by. Uh, Terry Nation and directed by Michael Bryant, mm-hmm. and it was first aired February twenty third to March sixteenth, nineteen seventy four, and is the third story of season eleven. Taylor, we got some story notes. Maybe these will make a uh, sense of what I uh, I tried to watch. <laughs> you at least got all the way through it. I I watched it all. I didn't. I okay. did my duty. Well, this is the first story in which Sarah Jane visits a different planet, and it's her first encounter with the Daleks. Ooh, okay. Yes, because yeah. she, yeah, she, I feel like she does not know who, 
who that is. That's right. Daleks are. Uh, Perinium. Perinium is as common as salt on the planet Exelon and is the cure for the space plague. What was it 12 said about putting space before regular words? Oh, it just, it's very dumb. Exactly. I'm very sure that's what he said. Yes. (laughs) Um, This story had the working titles of Dalek Story and the Exelons. So they just gave up like before they even started. Pretty much. Dalek Story? Yes, Dalek Story. Sounds like that could be Toy Story, but very much not. Ugh. Uh, it's also sometimes referred to as Doctor Who and the Exelons, which sounds like, you know, a target novelization of it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so, John, I think this next story note is going to answer so many of your issues Oh, with this story. Um, the story originally didn't feature the Daleks. Okay. They were included because of Barry Letts and Terrence Dick's desire to cash in on the Daleks' popularity. Oh, boy. So this story was, I'll just go ahead and say it, already pretty bad. And then they were like, the Daleks weren't even the original part. How? Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? So, hey, we've got this story. You know what? We need to we need to put some Daleks in something. (laughs) We need the Daleks. The kids like the Daleks. Um, Let's try to wedge them into this story. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Let it, folks, let it be known, John and I have not both disliked a story <laughs> since Sleep No More. Yes, and everything we've reviewed, a hundred and, I guess we'll just say a hundred and, for you, well, 131 for me, a hundred and the third, 28, 28, something like that. Something like that. Goodness yeah. gracious. I know, I know. Uh, this was also the final televised Dalek story not to feature their creator, Davros, or use the traditional of the Daleks naming convention until Dalek in 2005. Yeah, it's like uh, they ventured away from something that worked, and uh, this is what they got. This is exactly what they got. <laughs> and the Daleks who escaped defeat here, although I don't actually really remember any Daleks escaping defeat here were imprisoned on the Dalek asylum in a special ward with other survivors of encounters with the doctor. And obviously we would see them all in asylum of the Daleks. Oh, okay. That's cool. Little connection. I I don't remember anyone escaping. I don't either. I would literally have to go back through, force myself to rewatch it and like number the Daleks. Yeah, I really don't think anyone... I mean, that's a cool story note, but I don't think that's uh, very true. So, so so cool story note, bro? Cool story... No, that's fine. I mean, if they say it, then that's fine. I believe them. Sure. But also, I don't recall anyone surviving. Yeah, I don't either, so... Their ship that... exploded. <laughs> it blowed up real good. It blowed up real good. Another real good thing we have is a, a world-famous... Taylor synopsis. So it is with it. Thank you. You're welcome. We got to find something positive here. Right. In Sarah Jane's first off world adventure, she and three are ready for a beach blanket space trip. That's cut short when the TARDIS loses power. What caused it and what's brought a mixture of space Marines and Daleks to the Exelon homeworld? Well, you'll have to venture through some logic puzzles and Venusian hopscotch in order to figure it out. Taylor, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I think as you would say, who boy. Who boy. I think that was my last note. Who boy. This was rough. 
That was my last story note. I think we're going to non-traditionally cover this because I really don't have a lot of things to say about this. Yeah. I mean, I think that is totally fine. It's um man, and we talk about how the Daleks were put in after the fact. And honestly, I think can you just imagine what this would have been without them? It would have um, been I think it would have yeah. been even worse somehow. It it possibly could have because we we then wouldn't have um the Daleks trying to, or, you know, appearing to, you know, forge this temporary alliance with the Space right. Marines to try and solve this power uh, drain issue. We wouldn't have them trying to basically backstab everyone um, and take over and force everyone to mine this perineum stuff. Yes. I will, I will say I did... I mean, there are there are elements as as always that I did enjoy. I did enjoy that like we're all unpowered and the Daleks like have to join forces. Mm-hmm. I think that was a fun element because I I mean I think up until this point we hadn't really seen anything like that. No, um, I don't think so. So I mean that's a cool element. I also really I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, uh, Michael Wisher's the voice of the Daleks. I thought he did a mm-hmm. fine job. Mm-hmm. And I like the way the Dalek. It's just you know, it's always fun to see the Daleks, especially like the old Daleks from the classic series, where their heads are kind of like they're a bit more wobbly. They're a bit more wobbly, and they, they explode, and apparently have cap guns. Uh, yes, was that? I don't ever remember that. Um, well, they haven't lost power. Is it, but I mean, uh, they, they had to come up with a way to still be threatening so is that was that something i just missed did they say that um well no there there was one i think there was one scene and i can't remember it must have been well of course it was in part two because the daleks don't show up until the end of part one oh boy um with their little impotent blasters yes um but there is there is a point where um uh they are seen basically testing their like ballistic gun actually on a little model TARDIS, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but that was yeah. when they figured out how to regain power, though. No. It wasn't? No. They just modified, and now they had cap guns? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They, they, they don't get power back until the very end, and even then they get blown up. And they don't even use the power. Well, I mean, they, they do to go really. away, but... They've got the power. <laughs> um... So let's talk about this open. Yes, we both mentioned that. Oh, this is a slightly different opening. We're not used to this. With, uh, yeah, with I don't. Three. I don't believe we have we've ever seen this open in our all of our reviewing. No, where I don't think we have either. Honestly, where we see his entire body. I can also say, like, I love this logo. This is a very mm-hmm. classic logo. But oh, did yeah. the credits feel rushed to you? Like, we got the logo, and then immediately, as soon as we saw the logo, the title was just splatted right over it. it seemed weird, that right? That actually is the technical TV term for it, splatted. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I, they didn't necessarily feel rushed to me, but I thought it was very funny, um, you know, kind of watching how the um, 
the intro is kind of paced out you know here's three fading in and then he's solid and then it pushes back and you see his whole body and then the whole thing comes forward again and then it goes backward again there's a lot of just back and forth you just pay attention to just that as everything's going on it's it's a little almost a little unsettling yeah yeah uh (laughs) we had a rock quarry five seconds in we did it shut it down Pretty much quarry and fog machines. I've never seen those on Doctor Who. Oh, my goodness. Um, There was a lot of pacing problems. We got back to it, people. It happened. (laughs) It has happened. There's this whole scene where we lose power in the TARDIS, and it's like, oh, we'll try the backup generator. Oh, that kind of worked, but it didn't. Let's find something else. And we're just (laughs) fiddling around in the dark for like three minutes. Yeah, it, and, it, and I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to show that every powered thing that they turn on yes. loses power. So they're really trying to drive that home, but it's like they that went on just a little bit long. Now, let's let's not forget that round about this time uh, in history, um, uh, 74, I think 75 is when it came out, was Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which made famous uh, a particular scene uh, where um, a guy takes an arrow and goes message for you, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, let's let's pay homage to the uh, 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 the the late space marine who is running around this foggy quarry and and actually takes that arrow. Oh yeah! To which I at the TV screen shouted message for you, sir, as I, he tumbled down. I just said arrowed. Uh, Arrow, that's right. That's for very, teen girl very strong bad. Yes. Uh, I will say right now this this. Pertwee outfit is legit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. This is just like some good stuff happening right here. I absolutely you know love it. I I don't know. Does he w- wear it often in this? I assume he would wear it in this entire season. Uh, probably. I'm not as uh, well versed on them as I should be, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Um. What I particularly loved was um, the potential for the Beach Adventures TARDIS playset. Oh, yes. <laughs> As they are getting ready to go off on some sort of beach holiday. And apparently Sarah Jane needs water wings. Yes, apparently like, really? so. You can't swim? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You, know, okay. you don't know. Yeah. But let me tell you, Taylor. Please. I absolutely just, I, I was in love with this outfit. I absolutely loved it. It's one of my fa- I think it's like one of my favorites. Good. I just love the it's just uh I think it's so much better than his actual like classic. And that's that's is... I know that's that's probably a hot take, but no, I don't know. That's, that's fair. I mean, maybe it's it's just peak Pertwee. I love it. When it comes <laughs> to just, outfits. It's such a great color scheme. It is. Definitely. It is Man, I almost want to watch more of just him in this in this uh, outfit, just because it's so great. That was the w- one of the things that I was like, I love this. Um, I was trying to find out where I checked out, and apparently, I checked out at the end of part two. Okay, um, which I mean, I uh, when we go back, I'm like, all right, let's stay positive, unless something is just really ridiculous. But man, I was just like, I think for me. The mo- one of the moments I checked out, and then I think I was like, "All right, now let's let's stay." But was this music 
for the yes. Daleks. Yes, let's talk about this kind of like dopey, I don't know, oboe music. <laughs> Thank or you. Dopey oboe music. Yes. That is exactly what it should be described as. What in the world was this? The da- I, we introduced the Daleks, and it's like, whoop! Here come the Daleks. It's like, what is this music? I, you know what? I don't know because you know the Daleks are supposed to be this horribly, you know, evil, yes, terrifying, menacing. But at the same time, this is classic. Who they're very wobbly Daleks, and for some reason, they have very wobbly music, which is insane. Because the when the Doctor sees them, he's like, "Oh no, Daleks!" Like he reacts as such. But the yes. music is like, oh, here they come! They're gonna, they're gonna slip on, they're gonna slip on some oil and fall over. <laughs> Pretty much, it was now, terrible. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, and it, it was interesting because I kept, I kept calling these Exelons sand people because that's totally what they were starting to look like to me. Yes, um, yeah, their burlap sacks. Tell, it, it was kind of nice with for the most part with this story is the musical cues were very uh, evident. You know, we've got dramatic oboe and one of those scritchy things. I forget what they're called. It sounded like a duck call. (laughs) It did kind of sound like a duck call. I I can picture, I can picture the instrument, you know, in my head. I think I remember playing with one in like sixth grade music class or something when we all had recorders. Yeah. There was also, there was, sorry, there was also another sound which I only described as, let me see if I can find it, because mm-hmm. I I posted about it, and I said, it's so good of them to, to bring back the Green Acres pig noise. <laughs> wow. Um, Could which, that be our most obscure reference? Yes, but the only reason I, I know of this is I tweeted, a, I tweeted a page to it. I'm trying to find it. it, it they... Uh, they made it on mystery science theater okay and i don't remember if you i can't remember oh, what episode i saw i saw what you tweeted out yes, <laughs> yes. pig i don't know uh, uh um what did they call it swords. but they they had a name for it and now i can't find it i feel like i didn't watch it this far ago i feel like it was a a pork arena or I, something I like think, that yes i i think that's it Oh yes. man, so good, so funny. <laughs> so that brought which, me which, joy just to look that yeah. up. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. But but with with all this music, right? Here's all these cues. In part one, we get this actually pretty rad fight scene with three and yes the sand people, and there's zero music. Yeah, there's no music there's at all. An abject absence of music, and it's like okay, there, there's a couple grunts, but. Yes, but he where's, is just where's our dramatic music? It's it, nothing, utterly absent. He is chopping and kicking away. Yeah, and there's no music, nothing. Um, goodness. Uh, I love that uh, Sarah Jane uh, found that model of a mission I made in middle school. Yeah, I was kind of wondering whatever happened to that old thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad she found it. I'm glad uh, they they made some modifications to it too. Yeah, I was like, that is quite the lighthouse. I mean, they they tried to do a yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like no light, all of the light. Yep. Uh, I will say these uh, these these people basically looked like they were from Star Command. Uh, yes, in uh, fact. Yeah. Um, 
uh, there was comment made as I was researching the story notes as how the their insignia. It's like sideways. Um, it is. It's take the Star Trek one, go uh, ninety degrees left. Yeah. And if you are a fan of Blake Seven, uh, now take it one hundred and eighty degrees from that, and it's the same pin. Yeah, it's insane. It's just like they were like, forget it. Yeah. I'm surprised no one was wearing uh, was wearing red. Uh, yeah, true, they were all blue. And yeah. of course, you know, here's you know, here's our burly space marines and the the one civilian science lady. Yes, who honestly, was I'll be honest, kind of cute. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can dig it. Um, and I swear I'd seen her in something else before, but having checked IMDb, nope, nope, totally wrong. <laughs> Have not seen her in anything else. But yeah. Like part four, I'm like, she really looks familiar. And had to go look and nope. 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 Let's indeed. take a moment before we walk away from part one, because that's kind of where we're at at this point. Uh, yeah. Um, let, let's take a moment to honor the emergency TARDIS door cranking. Oh, I loved that. It was funny because I was so I was so mad. I'm like, why is she doing? Oh, we don't have power. So I guess yep. that makes sense. But But that scene where... Where Sarah Jane, now let's be honest, because you also had a pretty hot take on this, right? She and the doctor step out, and Sarah Jane's like, hmm, kind of nippy. I'm going to go change. Yeah. You're not going to leave for you. And he's like, no, Sarah Jane, I would never leave. And then she turns around, and he's like, well, time to go. I know. Memers has feelings about that. Yeah, too. Memers, come on. Right? Right? I don't understand it. Um, But the the the... I keep calling them the sand people. They're the excellence, right? The, the, our burlap sack folk yeah. have snuck into the TARDIS. So she goes in well, and she, she's like, sorry, oh my she, God, I need to shut the door. And then like, oh wait, no, they're in the TARDIS. I need to open the door. Yeah. But she defends herself quite, uh, quite well. I must say she, she put a beating on that guy. <laughs> I was like, she we, killed that, that burlap sack. We we do get a lot of uh, POV. Oh my goodness! Work in this whether you are one of the burlap sack people getting beat down by Sarah Jane in the handle, yeah, um, or or the Dalek tube cam. Yes, always <laughs> always fun. You know what? For that a was, second, uh, I thought we were on Scarrow. I could a, see why you would think that. For a little while, I thought maybe they'll pull. Maybe they'll pull that out of the bag and say that we're on Scarrow. And I went, that would be super cool, but they didn't do that. So no, <laughs> no, no. We're we are we are on the Exelon Valdez disaster. Yes. Oh, oh, why? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna see if there's. Let's see if there's anything else that I uh, I thought that was interesting from episode one, and I don't I don't see anything. I just put murky set as murky. Yeah, I you know when when uh, uh, who is it? Is it Sarah Jane who gets up close to the temple first? Yeah. Yes, she uh, does. It, it definitely looks as though that the, this temple is brought to you by the Delorean Motor Company. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, very we much get some so. DMC looking letters. Yes. Uh, I realize they're not, but it sure looks that way. And I was very entertained by the fact that we learn about this. Uh, relief ship that they thought maybe they could get a message to, or maybe they did get a message out, and they're like, "Oh, it's not coming." And the guy bursts in, he's like, "The ship, the ship, it's here!" <laughs> and it's Alex. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, goodness. 
<laughs> oh boy, I'm trying to think. Of, and you were talking about the music. It is so weird that we get music maybe when we shouldn't have music, yes. and then when we are, are having a tense moment, we don't have music, or we have goofy music. I don't even know. I don't. Let's just move on. <laughs> I just don't even Dopey care. Yeah, you know what? I did have a question. Uh, so what? we're disrupting power. Everything's disrupted. Why are we not? Why are the Daleks not just completely disrupted? Good, <laughs> very good point. Right? Very, very good point. And I believe, I believe at one point, uh, uh, the Doctor explains, um, and and it makes no sense whatsoever that. Uh, the uh, Daleks move by telepathy. Oh, yeah, okay. Which is very confusing because if you actually break the word telepathy into what it really means, and it doesn't mean talking uh, from mind to mind, it means sending feelings from mind to mind. That's where we get the word empathy. Oh. Yes, I'm an English nerd, shush. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't I don't get that at all. And it's uh, that was just very strange. But I do it love is. I do love that this is when Pertwee basically is like, All right, Daleks, you should work with us. And they're like, We must talk it over and then we have like a a Dalek huddle. And I love yes. that they're just like two feet away and they're like, We'll just trick them after we do everything and I'm like, Daleks can't whisper. Like the same note. I'm like, Daleks don't really whisper, do they? Yeah. They don't they don't whisper. So how is this how is yeah. this a thing? Yeah. And I just have very I, I have like almost back to back to back notes about how bad the music is. <laughs> and I actually have a note that says I haven't liked any of it so far. Wow. Um and then what 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 we get oh the scorpion creature thing. Snake oh, thing. Oh yes. Uh, um long story short, uh they get into this at least uh no, they get captured um, the Doctor and Sarah Jane yes. into the temple. They're going to be uh, sacrificed um, because these people think that like the temple itself is basically a god. Yeah. Um, we we later learn that the building is sentient. Yeah. Oh yes. It has mind. Um, and um, it it's apparently the slowest sacrifice ever because Sarah Jane's falling asleep in the middle of it. Um. <laughs> There's some hijinks. They uh, basically get, I don't know, dumped into the Sarlacc pit of sorts. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, we we get this thing that looks like one of the Martians from War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and before we deep dive on these guys, I, I want to... Uh, uh, make a mention on the excellence. Have you ever seen the movie, John? Have you ever seen um, uh, Buckaroo Banzai? No, but that sounds very familiar. Okay, it was a 1984 film. Peter Weller, uh, Jeff Goldblum, um, a, a bunch of other great actors. Uh, John Lithgow's in it. Uh, Ellen Barkin. Uh, it's a fantastic film. I'm I'm basically assigning this to you as homework because it's that good. I'm looking at pictures of it right oh, now. Oh, good. Good. It's such a great movie. Um, there are uh, I guess technically interdimensional aliens um, in this and they are um, kind of olive skinned aliens with kind of 
big round eyes and they look a crap ton like the Exelons. And I'm like, oh my God, these guys just remind me of all the Johns from Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> um, so if you get a chance or when you get a chance, right. uh, by all means, watch this movie. It is so good. All right. It seems to be a cult classic of some sort. It is for sure. I own it on DVD. And, and we have we have Jeff Goldblum dressed as a cowboy. So Yes. I don't know what's happening there, but yeah, all right. Awesome things are happening. I will take your word for it. I awesome thought, Taylor, and happening. let's talk about, um, I guess not conspiracy. Let's talk about some cryptids here. Yes. Did you see who I thought they looked like? Uh, let me scroll down really quickly to your notes, because no, I haven't. We are looking at part three. Are we there? Part yet? three. Yes. Sarah Jane and whatever these things are. Uh, have you heard of the rakes oh oh kind of look like mini rakes i could see that we just got a a a new video of uh, a rake stalking a moose did you see that no oh you should definitely look that up i did it's very creepy um yeah it's it's very interesting but uh yeah the rakes that's kind of what they looked like to me. Just you know, friendlier ones. If they if rakes, <laughs> if they were made by like ABC Family or something. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So these little friendly dudes are like, "Come follow us. We don't follow anything that those burlap sacks are doing. Just come and follow us." And then they just follow them. I have to admit this this mud man with the info dump is really well spoken. Oh yes, he is very well spoken. Good for him. Um and and later we actually find out that um our rake slash war of the world's uh reject is a root. A root. A root. And I literally have the notes as I am root. I am root. Yes, And later so. he becomes I am lake root because we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Yes. Yes, we will get to that. Um, we have an epic battle between the Dalek and the Root, which is pretty cool, with play-by-play from yep. the Doctor. Yes. <laughs> right? Um, man, some of, the, some of the things the Daleks were saying were just downright hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, when he, he's trying to tell somebody, like, you will obey, and he just, like flies away. Like, it's just like, you obey me, I have to go by. And just flies away. There's also the point where um, I've never seen a Dalek self-destruct. Have we seen a Dalek self-destruct? Um, I thought that was very strange. Yeah, not quite like this, I guess. That was strange, right? That, uh, a little bit, yeah. Oh, I have I failed. Mean, I, I must I, I self-destruct. I feel like the team of Daleks sent to Exelon were already kind of like their second string team. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. Like these were just the ragtag Daleks were like, look, let's send them on this mission. And so, of course, their team completely falls apart. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. don't know how to whisper. No. And they explode really well. Yes, they do. They explode very nicely. <laughs> uh, but, man, so we find out that the uh, the rakes want to destroy the mission model I built in middle school, mainly wow. because the uh, little beacon and actually just in general, the the... What is it called? What is this thing called? I'm just going to call it the mission model I built in middle school. I kept saying temple. The temple. That's there you go. Living with a brain. Yes. They they want to destroy that. And the Daleks just kind of want to destroy the beacon so they can regain power 
and right. kill everyone or just get the stuff to, you know, kill everyone. They just want to kill everyone. That's well, pretty is, much it is a Dalek kind of thing to do. And, yeah. and we realized we obviously that this city was not built on rock and roll. No. It was built on the screw the faint screams of whatever is inside there. More That's on right. that later. You know, it's it's funny because as they're talking about about this city, about this 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 temple, this mission, um uh, 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 the doctor starts talking about some of these like Mayan temples and, and indirectly I'm like, wait a second, dude, three is totally support supporting like ancient alien theory. Here. Yes. Alien. We totally get a Giorgio Siklos moment. I'm not saying it's Exelons, but it's Exelons. Exxon stations. Yes. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, sure. so <laughs> The doctor goes with one of the rakes and he tells Sarah Jane, if I don't come back from grading this mission John built in middle school, please go with the Starfleet Academy. <laughs> and she's like, all right, I guess, whatever. Uh, the, the ending of part three is just completely bonkers, especially when they open on part four, like yes. nothing just happened. Yes. We basically what happens is we're in this building and the doctor's like, wait, don't move. And it's like, oh, no, and it zooms in. And then we get the credits. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, shapes. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. then we. So, yeah. So they, they've started going into um, like the inner sanctum. Yeah. Of the temple. This the, the, the temple and the temple being basically a giant living mind city thing it's testing them to see if they are smart enough yes uh to enter <clears throat> and so literally the episode ends with stop don't move and a focus on like a parquet floor oh it zooms um, real hard oh, it does it does now i am quickly quickly trying to find here it is the cliffhanger to part three i'm reading this off tardis wikia props to you guys tardis wikia the doctor and Bilal, who is the the uh, the rake uh, walking toward a red and white geometric pattern area on the floor only for the doctor to say stop don't move was not originally going to be the cliffhanger oh the original cliffhanger was going to be at the scene where the doctor is trying to deduce the answer to the logic test concerning symbols when the two daleks appear specifically the cling the cliffhanger the clinger what the cliffhanger would have hinged on the zoom toward the daleks gun this was changed however for timing reasons <laughs> well guess what it still wasn't good <laughs> for timing reasons yeah so basically you quick zoomed us making this evil thing look or you know making this thing look very evil and then part four opens and it's like well it's we probably shouldn't step on it. Let's play hopscotch really yes. slowly now. And apparently Venusians had both hopscotch and Aikido. Sure. Why yeah, not? I guess, I guess so. And I totally figured the Daleks would have the worst time with this floor. Oh, I thought so too, but... I'm like, well, they're never going to get past this. They can't hop. Yeah, they can't. And they just rolled over it in typical Dalek fashion, got a little electrocuted, and yep. then... uh they were like, well, it it seems fine. Let's shoot it. And then they and moved on. Itself. Yeah. And then uh, uh, that little rake guy touched a panel and it gave him a gun. I, I don't I don't know. 
I don't know what's Dallas happening. Dallas got a gun. He do, he had one. He had the gun. Oh, jeez. And then it looked like the doctor took some acid. Yeah. And then they're like, fight it. Ah, jeez. Well, uh, and I, I just figured they were remixing the opening to the show. Oh, yeah. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. Uh, uh, we have... We have anti antibody bodies being materialized by the the living temple. Right. Yes. They 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 make it to the boss level, uh, which I thought was either Morpheus or the architect, right? Because there's all those right screens, and then it's like the easiest boss defeat ever. The guy just melts. Yes. Yeah. He does just melt. I did love when the Daleks come across the antibodies and they just rip the gun out of its body and just start punching it. Yes. Oh, did those two survive? Maybe they survived uh, somehow. Ooh, possibly those are them. Okay, yes. Because maybe they got out of the, the temple while it was melting somehow. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 if, that, if that plot hole is there, they will find a way to travel through it. Yep, that, that is like totally it. fine. Just hit the Daleks for a couple of minutes. We'll call cut at some point. Yep. <laughs> You know, if somebody gave me that as a stage direction, I would love it. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Just pa- I would love it. I'd feel kind of bad beating up a Dalek because somebody went through the effort to build it. Yeah. It'd still be fun. But I'm sure they built different levels of Dalek. That's true. So, you know. Uh, I love... We haven't even talked about the subplot of these these two guys who... Or no, it's it's the the guy who is in charge after the one of the guys gets killed. Uh, yeah, Galloway, who's in charge now. Yeah, and he's just like he's hard nosed, typical, you know, military guy. Yep. And <laughs> I love that they're like, oh no, they're gonna get away because they blow up the beacon, but they keep an explosive for themselves. Oh yes, that's right. So they bl- they blow up the beacon. Power is returned, and the Daleks are like, "Well, see you later." And they just get on their ship, and they start to fly away. And the Doctor's like, "Oh no, they got all the whatever it is that was on Beryllium. this planet, Beryllium." <laughs> and the the lady goes, "No, we put bags of sand on there." And I'm like, "They didn't what." We gave we gave him a bomb full of used pinball machine parts. Yeah, what what is happening? Uh, and we find out that uh, that guy is on the ship himself, and he blows blows up the Daleks and himself. You yeah. know, just for uh, for fun. Now and- let's 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 take note that in the Dalek ship, naturally, and I had never really thought about this before, the Daleks need really big buttons to push. Yes, oh my god, they're, they're so big, enormous buttons. <laughs> oh man, you know they might not have. Well, I mean, I feel like they have decent aim, so why wouldn't they have a uh, good aim here? I, I don't know. Wow, goodness, I don't know. <laughs> so they blow Meanwhile, up. Yeah, they blow up. The the city was apparently just made of marshmallows all along, and it starts melting. <laughs> and there's just, like, a faint screaming as yeah. the city... It is very haunting. Oh, it is. It is. I just have a note that the city is going, I'm melting! Yeah, it's like... Um, you want another reference? It's like the scream at the start of Love Roller Coaster. Wow. That wow. woman who got murdered in the studio and they recorded it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's good stuff. I love nice. a good. That is good stuff. That's so fun. 
<laughs> anyway, the doctor, this is how it ends. The doctor goes, well, I guess there's only 699 wonders of the world. And that's how it ends on a, yep. on a freaking. Like a flippant. Uh, oh, well, I guess there's one less wonder of the universe around. Yeah. I mean, that's not this the worst ending we've got, ended. but it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, 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 we, we thoroughly did not enjoy this. I tried to find things that I liked and it was very oh, yeah. hard. It, 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 it was rough. We really have not had a story like this in quite some time where it was just like, what are you guys? It wasn't even like good, like kinda bonkers. Yeah. You're just kind of laughing at the whole time. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why it's is just this a, happening? Yeah. Why are you letting this, this part doesn't make sense, you know? Um, and don't get me wrong. There, there were still some, some entertaining parts to it. Uh, but, the uh, the more problematic parts. Let me be diplomatic and how I say that definitely outweighed the like. Hey, this is good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy. This 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 would be a great one to sit down and actually you know try and do like a MST three. Oh yeah. This would be um, this, this would, would be, be very fun. To do that. Yes, yeah. I agree for sure. If we ever wanted to do something like that. Yes. There's your your podcastic riff tracks. You know. <laughs> audio commentary in three two one hit play at the same time that's right uh so next time taylor why don't you tell the people since it's your turn what we will uh, be watching next time i have to i have to admit i was very very tempted after reading that big finished story about hey let's actually do the first story that takes the doctor to e-space uh, I was really, really tempted to do full circle, and I still want to. But you know what? I just I felt so let down by this Dalek story that I said, you know what, John, how do you feel about doing a six-parter? And you were like, eh, I'm caught up on wrestling. Let's do it. Yeah, my uh, my month-and-a-half-long tournament ended, so I'm caught up. Let's do it. Good Lord. Yep. It's like Little League Baseball. Jeez. Yeah. Um, sorry, Livermore actually hosts the uh, Little League World Series. Um, so we are going to watch, uh, now that that, that comment fell flat, we're going to watch all six parts of Genesis of the Daleks. Yes. Does Livermore really host the Little League World Series? Yeah. I thought it was not there. Is it it not the, is it not the World Series? I thought it was there. There's basically 10 days worth of Little League that happens in Livermore. I mean, that's gotta be it then. I, I swear it is. And That's it's been going cool. on for the past few years we've been hosting it. That's pretty cool. I'm not into baseball, whatever. All right. <laughs> but yes, we will be watching Genesis of the Daleks. Heralded by many as one of the best Dalek stories. I am very excited to not have to watch what we just watched ever again. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to this. It should be It should be a good time. And it'll be a... A, a long old episode for you. It it sure will. I'm gonna have to really pace out uh, when I watch these. But it's starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Liz Sladen again as Sarah Jane Smith, Ian Martyr as Harry Sullivan, and I was about to say introducing Michael Wisher as Davros, but Michael Wisher was doing the uh, voices of the Daleks in this one. But now we get to see his face, yeah, a mask. Uh, written once again by Terry Nation, directed by David Maloney. Maloney. Mahoney. Wait, no, that's Mahoney. Yep, that's somebody else. 
All right. Well, great. Uh, You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Apex Buddha. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. And you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. That's for everything, basically. SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, notlg.spreadshirt.com buy one of our podcastica shirts buy one of the uh, the future of time and space's female shirts we yes. still those are still up Should get it go. in time for fall there you go you can wear it when the premiere happens and you'll just yes. be the happiest person on earth patreon.com slash notlg uh help us out that's you know you don't have to but we would appreciate it and uh if you do we'll we'll shout you out on here and maybe one day we'll get patreon rewards you know at some point maybe we need to make like podcastica stickers or i had a i had an idea and i i hadn't really gotten to it but i was gonna put if you rate and review us five stars and you prove to me that you did it we will send you some notlg swag oh that's cool so there you go if you can if you can do that then then uh we would appreciate that and we will we'll send you i have some glasses i'm i have a bunch of stickers i think that might be all i have i, ha- I have to check but i might have some more stuff maybe a patch if you're lucky i gave you a patch right yeah i gave yeah. you a hat yes okay. i have that i have one of the one of the prototype hats you have the prototype you have I the do. very first notlg hat but anyway uh shout out to the y-axis uh they support us so you should support them twitter.com slash the y-axis facebook.com slash the y-axis the y-axis.bandcamp.com they are also on spotify and i believe they are they're recording some new stuff so yeah hopefully we'll have something uh more substantial to plug so uh join us again next time for the genesis of the daleks and we will Talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Come follow us. We don't follow anything that those burlap sacks are doing. Just come and follow us. And then they just follow them.